Thanks, Adam. Thanks, guys. So glad to have you join us this morning and uh, so excited for what God is doing uh, in his church, uh, in the city, in our world. God is on the move. And uh, today I, have, uh, I've, I want to talk to you guys about something that the Lord has been doing inside on me. And uh, I feel like it's just I'm, I'm going to share part of that and hopefully that blesses you this morning. Uh, last week, Sunday, I went to get my second vaccination. And it was at the Paramount Center at 7.40 in the morning. And, uh, and so I left my house around 7 o'clock, just shortly after 7 o'clock, because uh, yeah, I like being on time. I like being prepared for things. And so everything was going according to plan until I made my exit off of the highway and I realized I forgot a mask. Uh, normally this wouldn't be a problem because we always keep masks in our vehicles, but that morning uh, we had decided that I was going to take my in-law's vehicle so that Alex and the kids could maybe drive separately in case I couldn't get back in time for the Sunday worship gathering. Uh, I made my way to the, the parking lot at the Paramount Center. I parked the car. Uh, it's 725, and I start searching through the car to find a mask. And I, I, I checked, first of all, the glove compartment. I pulled everything out of there. No mask there. I looked under the, the arm rest. I checked in the compartments in the doors. I looked under the seat, between the seat. I, I pulled down the sun visors, and then I checked the back. I, I looked in the seat pockets. I looked on the bench. I looked on the floor. Finally, I, I checked the trunk. And I started to pull things out of the trunk looking for a mask. By this time, it's 740. Okay? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I I can't go in like this. I can't go to shoppers to get a mask because it's probably not open yet. Uh, And and by the time I get back, it'll be past my my appointment time. I can't go home because by the time I, I get back from that, I probably won't be able to get to church in time. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe I could go in and, and ask at the front front table in the, the reception area if they have any extra masks. But as I look, there is a massive line all the way across the front uh, of the building. So I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And in that moment, uh, I, I start to panic. I start to have this little freak out. I don't know about you guys, but for me, and I'd imagine for you as well, through the course of this pandemic, the stress, the added pressure, even the pain at times has has exposed some things in our lives. It's helped us to see some areas where God is looking to transform us. Some places where we need to grow. And God doesn't, God doesn't make us aware of these things because He's trying to make us, us feel bad, because He's trying to make us look bad. The reason why he, he does this is because He is an extravagant Father. It's because of His abundant grace. It's because of His relentless love for us that, that he, he wants us to, to live in nothing but the fullness of what Jesus Christ paid for us to receive at the cross. And so for me through this time, 
it's this pandemic has exposed some things and I've seen it pop up at different points again and again. And one of those things that I recognize that the Lord is looking to grow me in is in the area of people pleasing, uh, fear of man, a fear of what other people think. And this morning I want to take some time to talk to you guys about just what the Lord's been doing in me, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And I want to talk about knowing and living in God's peace. Uh, how many know peace should be our, our starting point? Peace is one of the defining characteristics of what it means to be a Christian, and it's essential to our life as a believer. If we are to proclaim and demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom of God, then we need his peace, right? The kingdom of God, says Paul, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's part of what it means to be in his kingdom. And it should be our starting point. Peace is not something that we ought to try and obtain, that we ought to try and get for ourselves. It's actually a place where we're called to live from. Peace should be our starting point. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says to his disciples this. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. As I look back on my life, I think I've often, I've often viewed peace as an end goal uh, rather than a starting point where I'm trying to, to get peace in my life. I'm trying to, to get through whatever it is that I'm going through in the moment, or I'm trying to be rid of, of that, or I'm trying to move past this in order that I might have peace, rather than a place where I actually live from. But I want you to see from this text this morning, God's gift to you and I is peace. And Jesus says, listen, you can let your heart be troubled or afraid, but that is you. He says, don't do that. What I'm leaving with you, what I am giving to you, is peace. Now, when you think about peace, I don't know what comes to mind. Perhaps it's, for a lot of people, it's the, the absence of, of problems or trouble or conflict within our lives. But peace is actually so much more than that. From a Hebrew understanding, the biblical word for peace, shalom, encompasses much more than that. It, it involves this, this idea of completeness, of wholeness, of fullness, along with harmony, along with, with security and a sense of well-being. So peace just isn't the removal of something bad. It's actually us being filled with with all its good, and us experiencing that within our lives. As I look back over my life, uh, I think peace is more like a place that I vacationed at than uh, a residence in which I live. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have my time with, with the Lord, or I'll, I'll come to a, a Sunday worship gathering, and you know, we're singing Kumbaya. Yes, Lord, life is amazing. I love you. I'm at peace. But the moment that trouble or conflict or hardship comes my way, that's challenged. Right? This is the place in which we're to live from, the peace of God. It is a gift to you and me. The question is, how can I walk in that peace on a consistent basis? 
How can I live from his peace? I want to suggest to you that ultimately living in his peace is a matter of trust. It comes down to trust. In Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says this, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Why? Because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust is a means to us entering into the kingdom of God. You know, as we, as we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are born again and we are, we enter into the kingdom of, of God. But how I many you know trust is actually also essential for us to live in the kingdom of God? Not just, it's not just the place where we start from, it's the place where we, where we continue and where we grow. And God has each one of us on this journey of learning to, to trust Him more. Of trusting Him with our whole heart. With everything within our lives. The fruit of that trust, or the byproduct of that trust, is peace. Peace follows trust. And so I want to suggest to you, in the places that you don't have peace right now within your life, chances are there is misplaced trust or wrong focus. A lot of it has to do with trust issues. I I know for me, a lot of times the, the place where I get caught up is in trusting, not in Him, but in Him to do something specific, right? And so even, even last week Sunday, I'm sitting in the car and I'm going, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. Where is that mask? I, I know there's a mask in here. There's got to be a mask in here. And I'm thinking, this is how he's going to do it. If there isn't a mask in here right now, he's going to make one appear so that I can get inside. And there's my trust. It's in him to do something specific, right? And I think where God is leading each and every one of us to is a place where we, we not have our trust in, in a specific outcome, but we say, Lord, I just trust you. I trust you. I trust who you are. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know who you are. It's like Mary at the, at the wedding in, in Cana in Galilee, Jesus' first miracle that he performs. The wedding has taken place, this, the reception is happening, and uh, they've run out of wine. And Mary comes to Jesus and says, Lord, they've run out of wine. And Jesus says, what, what do you want me to do, woman? Now is not my time. And Mary says this. She says to the, to the servants that are there serving the people, she says, do whatever he tells you to do. In other words, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I trust in who he is. That's what God's looking to do with each and every one of us, to bring us to that place of trusting him without seeing, without knowing, without even understanding the next step or how, but just knowing him and putting our our ultimate trust in him. No matter where we are or, or what we're going through. But I know for me at times, I will, I will say and I will legitimately be trying to trust Him. Say, God, I trust you. But at the same time, I'm battling these feelings of anxiety and worry, 
right? That are, are right there. And I'm going, God, I trust you. And I'm trying to live out of that place of, of trust and make my way into his peace. But there's these feelings that are, are screaming for my attention, right? What do I do with those anxious feelings? How do I move past worry, anxiety, and fear in order that I can actually live from his peace? I want to give you three practical things that you and I can be, begin to implement within our lives that will actually cause us to live consistently from a place of peace. All right? And we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4 together. And in Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7, Paul says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds In Christ Jesus. Three practical things that you can do when you find yourself in a place of anxiety or fear, and and you're choosing to trust Him, but to navigate and get back into His peace, here's three things that you can do. Number one, choose to worship rather than to worry. Choose to worship rather than to worry. Choose to elevate him instead of elevate this this negative outcome that probably isn't going to happen anyway. Worry is not going to do us any bit of good, but worship actually brings us into an awareness of his presence with us. Paul says, the Lord is near. And immediately after that, he says, don't be anxious about anything. Let me tell you, if you can come into an awareness, if you can be aware of his presence, you will not be in a place of anxiety. The key is to recognize the fact that he is with you right now, right here. And to begin to worship him for who he is. Paul says here, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again rejoice. Make that choice to worship instead of worrying. You don't need to worry because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is with you. Last week Sunday, as I'm sitting in the parking lot at 740 going, what am I going to do? I just started to worship. I said, Lord, you're Jehovah Jireh. Thank you. You are, you are my provider. Lord, you are my provider. And actually, you're here with me right now. Lord, I worship you as my provider. I don't know how you're going to provide me a mask, but you know what? I worship you. I give you praise, God, for who you are. And I remember what you've done, and I thank you for those ways that you provided for me in the past. Just begin to worship him for who he is in the midst of your fear or anxiety. Choose to worship rather than to worry. Uh, secondly, ask God what he wants to do instead of trying to figure it out. Ask God what he wants to do in the situation. As you're worshiping him, as you're focusing on the Lord, just ask him, God, what do you want to do? Is there something you want to say to me right now? Is there, is there something that you would have me do in this moment? Paul says in verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer 
and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I think a lot of times how I've viewed this passage in the past is, okay, I need to pray against this problem. I need to pray against this, and I need to pray that these feelings stop and go away. Instead of just worshiping Him in the midst of it, choosing to focus on Him rather than the problem, and just having a conversation with Him. He's there. Prayer isn't just me talking to God. It's Him talking to me. It's us having a conversation. Right? He's got, he, he says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. The Lord is near, so ask Him. God, where are you? What are you doing? What are you saying? And what would you have me do in this moment? Prayer is a conversation. And so, as I'm sitting in the car worshiping, I just ask him. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? You know, I really don't want to, to have to rebook this appointment and do this again. Like, I really want to be here. But if you want me to rebook this thing, I will. That's fine. I, I, I'm not going to go with my, my, my feelings are, are saying, I'm going to go with what you're, you're saying. So God, what do you want me to do? And in that moment, I just felt the Lord go, I want you to ask the car next to you for a mask. Like, oh, come on. This car pulls up next to me, and I see this couple sitting in the car. And they're sat there for a while like, oh, man, okay, all right, okay. Which leads to my third point. Uh, after we ask God what he wants to do, we, we do what God says, despite what we feel. Do what God says, despite what you feel. Push through those uncomfortable feelings. If you're feeling fear or anxiety, there's going to be some uncomfortableness there that you've got to step through in order to receive and enter into God's peace. In order to experience like what God's doing in the moment. And a lot of times what I've done in the past is I've avoided those feelings and that uncomfortableness. I'll just go, no, 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 you know what, I'll just, I'll do something else. But God is there, and God is looking to do something in the moment. And so after you've asked him, despite your feelings, do what he says. I waited for this couple to get out of the car because I thought, oh man, if I go up and I start knocking on the window, this is going to be just super awkward and weird. And so uh, I waited for the woman to get out. I got out of the car. I... Uh, and I just went up to her and I said, listen, this is, this is going to seem really awkward, maybe, but uh, I forgot my mask, and I'm wondering if you have an extra one that I could use. And she responds, oh yeah, sure, I've got one, of course. And she pulls out the Ziploc bag with two nice, clean, brand new masks inside of it and hands it to me, and away I went. I mean, it's, it's such a small thing. And there may, be, there may be many of you that are watching or listening today that are going, you know what? You're crazy. Like, I have, like, that, that's such a small thing. Or I have, I have no issues with that kind of thing whatsoever. I don't know what your problem is. But for me, it wasn't a small thing. It was, it was a big thing. And it's something that I've seen again and again and again pop up throughout this pandemic where I'm like, no, God is looking to actually do something here. And I need to partner with him in seeing this change and transformation take place in my life that I can become more like Jesus. Uh, it was huge for me. Uh, I took the mass. Uh, you know, I thanked the lady profusely and then I got in line and I was here 
uh, with no side effects after my second vaccine to worship. And uh, I didn't have any any side effects after that. And so let that be a testimony to all those of you who have yet to get your second vaccination. Here's the deal, though. When you look at peace, as you implement these three things, okay, choose to worship rather than to worry. Ask God what he wants to do rather than trying to figure it out yourself. And do what God says despite what you're feeling. The byproduct, the end result of that the fruit of that will lead to peace within your life. You living out of a place of peace. It's almost like peace is an afterthought here. Peace is just like, yeah, and, of course, it's tagging along, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I want to challenge you. If you don't have peace in your life in a certain area, It's probably because you're not living out of an awareness or connection with him as the Prince of Peace. He's near. He's near. He is with you. As you trust in him, as you worship him, as you ask him, as you follow his lead, you can consistently live out of a place of peace. I'll close with this thought. You know, we're actually to have, to have so much peace within our life that our our peace spills over into the lives of the people around us. That we have peace to give away. Uh, Jesus, when he sends out the 72 disciples in Luke 10, verses 5 to 6, he says, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. And if someone who promotes peace is there, if a person of peace is there, watch this, he says, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Your peace. Your, uh, there's a call on our lives to steward God's peace within our life. He has given it to you. Jesus says, my peace, I leave you. I give it to you. It's yours now. It's not going anywhere. You steward it now. Now it's your peace. We're to have so much peace. We're to live out of a place of peace in our lives that actually we have peace to give away. And we invite other people to step into and receive of the peace of God for themselves. Where His kingdom is coming and His will is being done as we simply steward His peace and and are aware of His presence within our lives. It was interesting, as I, I prepared for this message this, this week, I had a, a friend, uh, Ruth, who, who sends out regular devotions, and she sent me a, a devotion this week uh, about this very um, account uh, of the, Jesus sending out the disciples and them proclaiming or, or giving of their peace. And she said, uh, often when I sit with someone, I'm quietly praying that the peace I feel in my heart will be transferred to settle deeply on them. It is such a blessing that people in our lives, that when we leave their presence, we walk away with a deep sense of God's peace. Let me ask you, in your life, as you meet different people, as we finally have the opportunity to be together more and more, and connect with people, and and live life together and visit each other in homes and, and see one another. 
as you connect with people, when you walk away from them, what, what is it that you are leaving with them? As people interact with you, what sense do they have from your life? Are they walking away more aware of God's peace? More aware of His presence? More aware of who He is for them? This is what we're we're called to do as disciples of Jesus is to extend peace, is to pass the peace. And I know in some, in some traditions, in some denominational traditions, it's something that they do in, uh, in a, a, a Sunday service. They'll have a time where they pass the peace, but it's so much more than us greeting one another. It's so much more than us recognizing somebody else or, 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 or even addressing a conflict that we might have with someone before we go into a time of worship. It's us being aware of His presence. It's us trusting Him in everything. It's us living from a place of peace in such a way that we would be able to pass that peace on wherever we go and we would see God's kingdom show up. We would see order established. We would see His will done, not just in our own lives, but in the lives of people around you. As we close today, I just want to take a moment for us to reflect and to just ask God, right now. God, is there an area of my life where I, I need to know your peace? Is there a place where I've been battling fear or anxiety where I, just, I need to trust you and I need to, to navigate back into living from your peace? Just take a moment and just ask him. And as he begins to speak to you because he's good and he, and he loves to talk to us as his children, I just want you to surrender that at the, at the foot of the cross. I want you to lay that down and just say, God, I trust you. And even right here, right now, just begin to worship him for who he is. I don't know where, where the temptation is to move into anxiety or fear in your life. Maybe it is a people-pleasing thing, but maybe it's something entirely different. Maybe it's you're, you're struggling with direction and you don't know what's next. Maybe it's you're, you're in need of his provision in a particular area of your life. Maybe it's you need healing for something in your life. And there's these places where we're tempted to move into fear and anxiety rather than to live from peace. Surrender that to him right now and just begin to worship him for who he is. Jesus, you are our all in all. You are more than enough. We trust you. We trust you, despite those areas where we don't see, where we don't know, where we, we, we feel like we, we're not hearing right now. We trust you. We trust who you are. You are good. You are faithful. You are a provider. You are a healer. You are our deliverer. You are a redeemer. You are the good shepherd of the sheep. You are our protector. You are our friend. You're not going anywhere, O oh God. You are with us right now. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. The Lord is near, and He's promised to never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you, Jesus, that, that I don't have to try and get your peace. I've got it. I've got it. And I choose to live from that place of your fullness, of your completeness, of your wholeness, of your abundance, O oh God. I choose to walk in your kingdom, O oh God, in such a way, O oh Lord, that I would really be able to give that away, O oh God, and see your kingdom come and your will be done in the lives of the people around me. 
Thank you, Jesus. Now, as we close and I just pass things back over to Adam, I just want to bless you guys with a scripture. And I, I want you to hear this and I want you just to receive this. This is his blessing over your life. It's peace for you. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16, he says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Bless you, Lifehouse. Enjoy his peace. That was really great about making peace our home. That's what I really understood from what you were saying there, Greg. Like sometimes we kind of experience sporadic peace. Oh, that was a peaceful time. Or I've had a peaceful afternoon. But actually to making peace our home. And that is where we uh, that is where we can love well from. That is where we can be close to God. Um I don't know if I can if I summarize your story as well, Greg, when it said, uh, you said, worship before worry, ask God what he's doing, and then do it. W-A-D, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's how I, I like to remember acronyms, that helps me remember that, but that was great. Thank you so much, Greg. Uh, thanks, Aaron, again. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you will bless Lifehouse family this week particularly on the, the back of this word that Greg has so wonderfully brought to us this morning. I pray that it really uh, sinks into people's understanding, that it is a word that we remember and that we come back to. And I pray that your peace will be abundant in our church and in our community. And may that be an infectious peace that uh, as we spend time with other people, that we leave them with peace, that we don't leave people feeling a lack of peace, that we become peace bringers in our communities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your peace, Lord. Thank you for joining us this morning. I pray that you have a blessed week, um, whatever you're doing. And uh, may the Lord's peace be with you. And uh, thank you for coming. Bye for now.